It's two o'clock on a sunny Sunday afternoon and welcome to Business Shakers on DRN1. This is our Business Shakers is where we make you change the way you think and run your business. Lots going on at the moment, so my brain's still catching up to the technology and everything that's going on. So super excited to have you back joining me. My name is Bronwyn Lundestead and I'm live on it. I'm getting quite, I was, I was getting comfortable with uh, how all of this is working, but I've had a new challenge put in front of me and I am learning how to run the, the computers and everything behind the scenes. So it is definitely keeping me on my toes. We are live on our Facebook pages. So hi to everybody on Facebook. Log into drn1.com.au and download the app so that you can actually hear us live on air. So today, ladies and gentlemen, give us some love, send us through your likes and comments and share us with your networks. We are about business and giving you the tools and oomph that you need to 10 times your business to succeed. So today's episode is all about hurdles. And in the last few months, there have been some pretty big hurdles Awesome. I'm going to be honest here. I know that I've had some major hurdles in my own business, but what gets me is how people face them and just keep getting up and come out stronger. Now, I am a firm believer that there are two types of people in this world when faced with a challenge, and this can be any size, big or small. It depends on the individual. But the categories of the people is one person actually puts their hands up and they go, I'm throwing the towel in, I've had enough, I quit. And they do, they quit on their dreams, whereas other people turn around and use it as an opportunity to actually move forward and get better. So today's guest, how can I describe Brett? Um, I've had a, had a bit of a, a look at everything that he does and I have to say that he is relentless in his pursuit, definitely passionate and driven and very authentically honest with how he presents on social media and what his mission in life is actually about. So I want Brett's story to come from him because he has a story to tell. And uh, he's definitely a gentleman that could have easily thrown up, hands up in the end, gone, I'm done, I'm finished, Uh, this this is it. Um, He was knocked down by COVID, so thanks to COVID. But what else came back is the fires that ravaged our state uh, about a month ago. About five weeks ago, six yep. weeks ago, yeah. Five weeks ago, and it it floored everything for him. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am super excited to introduce you to a man of authentic integrity and defiantly forging a path of purpose. Welcome, Brett. Brett, I am going to ask you to say your surname for us because I've said it a few times <laughs> and it's, I'm not getting it right. Uh, it's Dabreskovic. There we go. So, yeah. welcome, Brett. Thank you, Bronwyn. Thank you so much. I just want to say, appreciate you um, inviting me on the show today. Awesome. So glad you're here. So, Brett, please tell us, who are you? Who am I? What a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> Simple question. Yes, yes, very deep. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> I'm a human being, <laughs> first and foremost. And I am driven to, you know, express my heart and serve humanity in the greatest way possible that I can in my life. You know, I want to get to the end of my life knowing that I did everything I could with everything that I was given. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, moves me. And a lot of people in the world is, you know, not wanting to get to their deathbed with regrets. Yep. And that's exactly why I do what I do. Your background. What's your background? Um my ethnicity background or? Uh, your business background. Uh, so I first started in business as a personal trainer in 2015. So studying you know, physiology, anatomy, um, 
biology and then that kind of led me into personal development because I was noticing a lot of people were coming to me who, you know, their what was going on for them wasn't with what, what their body was like looking like. It was at a deeper level. And so I quickly realized that to help people in the greatest way possible, I started uh, looking into personal development and I started studying with some of the world's you know, greatest minds like Dr. John Martini, Dr. Joe Dispenza over in Mexico and started learning about quantum physics, epigenetics, uh, neuroplasticity and really started to dive deep into the science because I had that understanding through my uh, physical training on yep. uh, Cert 3 and 4 in health and fitness. So that's quite a bit of a learning that you've actually gone through on your journey so far. Yeah. <laughs> so your start of your entrepreneurial journey, so this was PT, that was the start? Yeah, yep. And how long ago was that? That was in 2015 when I first launched my um, personal training. What motivated you to actually go from um, not well, or working from somebody else to actually having your own business? Uh, well, it was ultimately I'd been working on the mines for a couple of years and I had uh, a near-death experience and nearly lost my life, um, nearly fell 30 metres to my death. And so that was kind of sparked something within me where I started questioning, you know, why am I here? Uh, what's my purpose? What if I left this world and didn't actually do anything meaningful with my life? And I fell into a bit of a, a bit of a hole and I started to get, um, you know, quote unquote labeled depressed, depressed. Yep. And I, you know, was sh- struggling big time. And then um, I went back into uh, working in locally in Perth doing the role that I was doing up on the mines and uh, that's when my mum actually one of my biggest heroes she suggested uh, that I do a cert three and four in health and fitness because I was always into you know working out and whatnot so that kind of started me on that journey where I then went out and you know wanted to just help people and uh, I'll never forget the first time I uh, was you know, sitting across from someone and I was like, so do you want to do personal training with me? Do you want to get, you know, sweaty and yep. sore the next day? And, <laughs> and like, and, uh, you know, it was a really hard thing to put myself out there and, you know, do the whole sales thing. And I remember she just said blankly, nope, and walked <laughs> out the door. And I was sitting in the room. I had, uh, you have like a, f- in the uh, personal training kind of industry, normally what happens is you go to a gym and they give you, um, a certain amount of time, say three to four weeks before you start paying them rent okay. to use the facilities and train clients and yep. you're a sole trader. And so I had a, like two weeks left before I had to start paying you know, this rent and I had no clients. And I remember sitting in this consultation room and thinking, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I'm not cut out for this. No one in my family's ever run a business or told me about business. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I was feeling like down and out and that's when I heard a knock on the door and I opened it and it was the same lady and she yep. said, oh, actually, I changed my mind. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do your, um, you know, your personal training sessions and yep. I remember feeling like, I don't know if she felt, you know, pity for me yeah. or something, yep. but there was some sort of divine uh, intervention because that was really where I started to go, okay, um, on the way home, I felt this feeling of feeling so fulfilled that I was directly serving another human being, like s- directly helping someone in their life as opposed to having like, um, you know, some a middleman, like a boss or someone telling me what I, you know, what time I had to rock up and what I had to do and not really having that connection with uh, another person. And so that's when I became committed to understanding more about business so I could serve and impact more people. 
So have you had much opportunity to learn how to actually run a business? Were you given that information as a PT? Yeah, so part of my Cert 3 and 4 was um, learning about uh, small business management, financing, you know, put a whole business plan together, but it was all theoretical. Yep. You know, there was nothing real practical that I I learnt um, until, you know, it's like anything, like there's the knowledge and then there's the experience, you know, and so I didn't really start learning until I started putting rubber to the road and, and you know, getting the hands on, you know, I think that's the best way to learn as well. Diving, just diving straight into yeah. it and going for it. So you didn't get much experience as far as the sales were concerned and when somebody goes, when you went out to actually get sales, you never got a lot of information from other people with that one? Um, not really. No. No, that's when I started, you know, going online and like, you know, YouTubing it and Googling yeah. it. And then that's where, you know, you start learning different things about, you know, how to ask questions and, you know, how to, you know, um, look at someone's what, what they need in their life what, and see if you can actually help them. You yep. know, that's ultimately what it's all about is communicating. At the end of the day, it's being able to communicate to another human being um, and seeing if what you have can serve them because if it can't then there's no use you know going any further that's true now with helping other people what drove you uh, to actually go ahead and move to the motivational side of uh, personal developments and moving that way for your business so I wouldn't say it's motivational because motivation is you know it only works for like you know the first two weeks and then you know it's more looking at what inspires a human being, what are you spontaneously driven from within to go out and do in the world? Like we all have a unique purpose, a unique reason that we showed up here. And, uh, you know, it's specific as our DNA, as our fingerprint, like it actually stems from um, something what is called the study of axiology. So whatever we perceived as missing when we were younger, whatever there was a void in our life, we actually have a high drive to go and fulfill as we get into our um, older years. So for an example is like um, uh, a lot of uh, doctors, uh, carers and nurses perceive there was a lack of care growing up. So they have a high f- high value on fulfilling that need later on in life. Okay. Um, same with um, people who are... Uh, uh, judges, lawyers, and police, they perceive there was a great injustice done by them. So as they go throughout their life, they want to fulfill that that value of you know providing justice. So this happens to, you know, for artists, if they're feeling like they were suppressed or didn't get to express themselves as they get older, they go out and want to uh, express themselves in the world. And so this is part of, um, yeah, the study of axiology, which is, you know, revolutionizing modern psychology as we know it right now. So it's very cutting edge information. And um, as I started to dive into this for my own personal understanding of like, why was I not moving forward in my business? Why was I finding myself scrolling on Facebook and Instagram when I had other things that I really wanted to do or I thought I did? Um, I wanted to understand what was actually driving my behavior. And through learning all that, I, you know, I packaged it up and pretty much put my whole seven years of um, studying, you know, across the world with all these different people and, and put it into um, something that I can also then share with other people. How, what would you just say to somebody who, who can actually say, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm looking at or direction. They may have a business, but their heart isn't in it. And they feel lost. What would you say to someone about that? The biggest thing would be to look at what excites them, what drives them um, in their heart. 
You know, like he said, if their heart's not in it, it's a good indication that, um, you know, to actually go within and, and look at what actually sets a heart on fire. You know, that's always whispering to us that whatever it is that's been in their mind for a really long time, the thing that usually scares them the most, you know, yeah. putting themselves out there, showing showing up as all they can be, that's really usually the direction that life is kind of leading them. But we can get caught up in other people's judgments, other people's opinions. What are they going to think? What are my parents going to think? What are my peers, colleagues, co-workers? Um, and so what I'd really learned was that throughout my journey, I was so caught up in other people's expectations and opinions that I was shrinking and I was playing small and I wasn't really being authentic to me. And I felt like that was the first piece was valuing and honoring myself enough to do what I truly would love to do. And that would then also be fulfilling for me. And just by doing that, it would draw the right people, you know, the right circumstances and the right events into my life to go out and fulfill that. Nice. We'll be back after the short break to actually learn more about Brett. We are back live here on Business Shakers and I am speaking with Brett. Brett, what is your business name? So my business name, uh, I launched a program called Discover Your Purpose online um, after the bushfires came through. So we had a, me and my business partners, we had a place called Alchemy Wellness Retreat. And so after everything that went through there, I kind of just launched this online program on a shoestring budget. Um, and at the moment, you don't have a website, don't have any of that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, basically at this stage, it's just getting out there and serving people. Otherwise it was going back to being um, an employee and I couldn't see myself moving taking a backwards step, uh, just wanted to keep moving forwards and, and, and serving people. So, um, yeah. So with business, what myths have you come across? Because Business Shakers is all about uh, shaking up the business myths that are out there as well. What have you encountered as business myths uh, in the line that is not quite so right? Uh, one of the things is uh, when I first got involved in st- and fired, hired my first business coach, it was like, you know, just take more action, just do more things, like just discipline and motivate yourself. And uh, that really didn't work because I found myself getting caught up procrastinating, you know, which then led me to feel, you know, frustrated. So one of the biggest myths is, you know, where – we think that business is something separate from our lives. It's actually something I believe any successful business owner is connected to their heart. It's connected to a vision. It's connected to, you know, part of who they are in the world. It's an extension of them. And so that's something that I didn't learn until later on in the piece. And yeah, I think that's one of the biggest pieces that's missing as well. Okay. Now, the mindset of a business owner, what mindset do you actually need to have to grow as a business? Uh, tenacity, resilience, determination, dedication, drive. Uh, you got to have a vision, a yep. vision that pulls you forward. That's the most important piece because, uh, you know, if we look at the brain, there's two hemispheres of the brain. One side is logical, you know, that's the detail, that's the plan. And then you've got the right side of the brain, which is the creative um, and the, the vision. And so it's kind of like a science and an art. 
And so if you just have one without the other, you could have just the vision and then it's this kind of like fluffy pie in the sky, you know, hope and wish kind of happens. Yep. Um, and, you know, you, ultimately nothing happens as well. Or you've got the detailed plan, but it's like trudgery. You've got to pull yourself, you know, you've got to push yourself to do it. And because there's no vision there, it doesn't it doesn't move you uh, forward, you know, it doesn't pull you in, in the direction of your heart. So ultimately having both of those is going to be the biggest piece because, you know, getting creative with your plans and then getting strategic with your vision, you're, you know, you're kind of melding the two. I've actually spoken to somebody and I, I do stand corrected here. There was a conversation that went with a lot of creatives tend to go more into business because they've got this grand picture that they can have in their head. Is this something that you can agree with or disagree with? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think there's, you know, the part of us that um, wants security and then there's a part of us that wants to expand and be all that we can be. So, yeah, if you're the creative type, you're going to be more likely to want to, you know, go out and express yourself and and, 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 and be a trailblazer, I suppose, and, and lead lead your own uh, path, be an original thinker. And if we look at anyone who's um, been of influence in the world throughout history, they've all had original ideas, they've all followed their heart, they've all been, you know, they've all been faced with the status quo uh, and, you know, challenged by, you know, challenge, they've challenged the norms. And so um, I think as well, if you really want to make an impact in the world, that's a big piece of the puzzle is, you know, being okay with challenging the norms, you know, and, and standing up for what you're believing. So how are you challenging the norms with your new purpose uh, course? It's a course. It is a program. It's a master program. Yeah, yeah. So it's a mastermind. So um, I'm bringing back the heart and soul back into business, back into people's lives because we get so caught up in our heads trying to figure it out, overanalyzing, you know, oh, what should I be doing? Why am I here? You know, this was me for like seven years straight. Yep. And I was trying like, you know, why am I not moving forwards? You know, what's, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, that typical question when life, when, you know, can we swear? No, no. <laughs> when no, beep hits the fan, <laughs> yeah. When beep hits the fan, you know, um, then that's where, like, having that sh solid vision is going to pull you through. And so, for for my personal uh, journey, uh, discover your purpose is really getting helping people get clear on what it is they're here to do because that's where I was struggling. And funny enough, over that time, I was. All the information I was gathering was all like pieces of the puzzle, and I didn't know where how it was all connected or what what, what was you know. So many times I got frustrated. It's like, why am I doing this? Why am I learning all this stuff? It's just, it's just. I feel like I was becoming a you know information junkie. Yep. And then, um, and then after the bushfires, I sat out and in, in my friend's kitchen the night of the bushfires. Actually, was, the place was burning to the ground. I sat in. I, I asked myself a powerful question. Uh, you know, how is this a blessing? What is the lesson? How am I growing from this? How can I use this to my advantage? And how can I use it to serve other people? And I continue just answering those questions until it just kind of clicked everything. Just all the pieces of the puzzle just went like locked in the place. I'm like, ah, oh, like the whole time that I've been on this journey has been to discover my own purpose. And I have the science, I have the, you know, the stories, the experience. And it's like, well, why can't I do that, help other people do that? Because I've really thrived from connecting with another human being. And I was doing that in my conversations with my friends and family. I was like you know, digging into what they were here to do. And I was like, felt like a bit of, um, 
you know, I wasn't really being living authentic and congruently because I was kind of just dispelling all this information I wasn't truly living by. Yep. Um, and so when that kind of um, all uh, connected for me, I was like, wow, this is exactly what I can help other people do now. And it's something that's missing in the world. I personally believe I didn't find anything like it in my journey and it was something I was looking for. So usually that's what a business comes from. We see something is missing and we're like, oh, there's a, there's a void, there's a need here. So we then go out and, you know, solve that problem. So are you actually living that authentic self-purpose uh, now that you've put all of it together? Yeah, well, it feels like something like an original um, piece of work that I put together from all these different ideas and all these different, uh, you know, teachers and um, different uh, elements that I've brought together and now that I get to share. And it's like, yeah, it's something that feels like I've been down the path of, you know, where I thought I wanted to do, like I've had, a, you know, five failed businesses, Yes. you know, and so I thought I, that this thing I wanted to do was, you know, oh, this is the thing, this is it. And then there was that little part of me whispering, was like, nah, Brett, like you're just trying to follow the trend. So when I, I, um, I've been plant-based or vegan for like six years now, and when I first started that journey, I didn't know even what a vegan was. I thought, at the time, vegetarians were tree-hugging hippies. <laughs> so I did it because uh, my mum got breast cancer. And, you know, when I was 16, I witnessed four uh, males in my family pass away due to health conditions. And so for me, it was like, oh, I want to make sure I'm healthy. And I found, you know, the science on it. I'm very, you know, into that. And um, so ultimately, uh, I learned that I was trying to go with the trends. Okay. You know, I was like, oh, the vegan thing is getting popular now a couple of years ago. So I'll go and do that. But it wasn't... I was boxing myself in and it wasn't who I truly was. Um, and so when you find out what truly inspires you, what you love to talk about, what you love to, um, you know, research, you know, it, it's all revealed to us around our immediate environment. You know, if we really take the time to look at how our, our actions and our intentions in the world, it's like our behavior is always constantly telling us what is actually truly inspiring and meaningful and and um, and lights us up, but we get caught in yeah, like I said, the outside world and these voices on the outside cloud the clarity of our vision. Yep, the noises on the outside are actually blocking what our passion is. Ultimately, so with all of that, how are you translating your message to people who are coming onto your mastermind? Uh, well, <clears throat> to share that, um, I have to go way back. Have we got, how much long have we got till the next break? We have a few seconds. <laughs> All right, we'll leave a cliffhanger then, eh? All right, we'll be back just after the short break. Welcome back to Business Shakers. Now I'm speaking with Brett and he's got a great purpose. Mastermind, what? what? Okay, so um, uh, it's called Discover Your Purpose and ultimately... I created it because I was in this space where I was feeling lost and confused and didn't know the direction of where my life was headed. Um, and my journey kind of begins, I'm going to have to go way back, way back, because to really share an authentic story, you know, it has to come from the heart. And for me, when I was about six years old, like I grew up in a household where there was, um, you know, domestic violence. And about six years old, I walk into 
uh, the kitchen and my mum and dad are just, uh, you know, yelling at each other and I felt completely invisible, like I didn't even matter and that I wasn't even there. And so from that experience, I made up this story that, you know, that I was this troubled kid from a broken home and that I I isolated myself throughout school. So, you know, I felt very disconnected and, and, and alone and it was good in a sense that I got to really be with myself. I got to really, you know, um, understand myself. That was, you know, I was always creative. I was drawing and um, I learned guitar when I was quite young as well. And uh, throughout high school, I started to get bullied on quite a lot and picked on. And so I ultimately, I, I learned to defend myself and I started fighting and I started getting res- like respect and feelings you know, sense of power from my peers. And in my heart, I didn't really want to hurt anyone. You know, I was a caring and kind, um, you know, young man. And so I felt like I was putting on this front that I was pretending. And then after I finished school, I started doing uh, like, you know, just laboring, laboring jobs. And I, I realized everyone around me was miserable. They were unfulfilled with their life. They were complaining about work, complaining about the government, complaining about all these things. And I was like, you know, these people were in their forties and fifties that had their whole life to figure it out. And I was like, how, I can't see myself doing this, you know, for the rest of my life. Like that is not the path I want to go down. Um, and so I had this in the back of my mind and uh, and at about 19, I landed a job on the, on the mines and I'm, uh, you know, doing a night shift and I'm, d- I'm doing a high risk job called uh, rigging and working with cranes. So after the SAS, it's the, has the second highest death toll in Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a very high risk job. Um, and I've been doing it about five years and this one particular night, um, I was working with a crane and uh, a crew of um, mechanical um, fitters and we lifted up this chute and I nearly fell 30 metres off the top of this platform and you know there was this grim feeling in the air um, these two tradies basically pulled me back up onto the platform and it was this quiet you know silence of like what almost happened yep. and um, that's when I started to question you know why why am I here what if you know what if I was in a box right now, never see my family again and tell, tell them how much I loved them? And I actually didn't sleep for about four nights. Yep. Um, you know, at this stage, I was the healthiest that I'd ever been. Uh, I was, you know, working out every day. And so um, I just literally could not sleep. It was like I try to sleep and I'll just get restless. And this, this idea just started you know this experience just started keep going over and over and over in my mind and then um communication broke down with my family because i started to have these really vivid um extrasensory experiences so uh one was i was trying to go to sleep and i closed my eyes and if you see uh like have you ever you know what a kaleidoscope is yes yes i do yeah so a kaleidoscope like i've seen every experience in my life like a kaleidoscope happened before my eyes and then if you could remember the first time being born into the world I seen this white light and I literally thought I'd died while I was trying to go to sleep um, and as I um, start to 
uh, my eyes start to adjust. I'm like, oh my God, am I about to see God or Buddha or Jesus or something? Yep. And I, um, next, next thing I'm on the edge of the bed and my heart's racing and I'm like, whoa, what just happened? And so I go back and close my eyes. So I wanted to go and see what was on the other side. You know, I was having these, um, you know, transcendental experience. So I close my eyes and I see, um, I don't know if you've seen Lord of the Rings. I have. There's the big flaming eye. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so I see the big flaming eye and if I could go into your body and turn up the maximum amount of pleasure and pain that you could feel, it was like this excruciating numbness. And it was this bizarre feeling that as I got off the edge of the bed, again, my heart's racing. I was like, for the first time in my life, I started praying. And I'm not a religious person. And uh, I started saying, you know, give me a sign. And uh, that's when it was like someone came in and flicked on the lights of the earth and there was birds tweeting, the sun was beaming through the blinds and I walked up to the, the window which backed out onto this reserve and uh, I felt this connection with everything, with the, with, the, with the trees, with the birds, like there was no edge to my skin. I felt one with the universe and the universe felt one with me. And this whole experience kind of woke me up to um, – you know, there's more to life than what we can see with our physical eyes. And that's what got me really interested in the brain and science. So when we have a near-death experience, there's a um, molecule called uh, DMT or dimethyltryptamine, which was um, coined by um, coined by uh, Rick Straussman, who was the uh, – he was a psychiatrist at the time who studied it and he called it the spirit molecule. And I started learning about the brain and the pineal gland and all these different things because what happened after that, um, like I said, communication broke down my family and I ended up um, going to Junilap emergency. And that's when uh, I woke up. Um, they were obviously administered some sort of um, sed- sedative huh? and I was disorientated. I woke up and I had all these cords hanging out of me. I was like, all right, what am I doing here? I didn't feel safe. So I pulled them out and I walked out of the, from behind the curtain and there was a security guard standing outside the, like where my bed was. And I was a bit astounded by that. And I said, and he said to me, where do you think you're going? I said, I'm going, going home. And next thing it was like my worst nightmare was coming true. And I had five male nurses on top of me and they were dragging me to this little white room and I was pleading with them like, why are you doing this? I haven't hurt myself. I haven't hurt anyone else. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And next thing I'm strapped down to this bed and this bed frame and they put me to sleep and I wake up in Joondalup Psychiatric Ward. And in that moment, I come out of the bed bedroom and I kind of come to, you know, there's, I'm in a room, it's room 33. And I'm like, how, how did I end up here? Like, like my life is over. Yep. Like, I'm never, ever going to get around the world as a normal human being again after this. And so what would happen is because I had this quite spiritual experience, it was like all the doctors wanted to come and, you know, um, you know, speak to me and, 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 and like they're writing their notes and one would say, oh, Brett, you've got um, schizophrenia. And I'd be like, I'd just look at them like square in the face and said, I don't believe in your labels. 
and then the next one come through. Oh, actually, that doctor was wrong. We, what we think you now got is is uh, manic depression. And I was like, I don't believe in your labels. And then it kept going like that, you know, until they said bipolar, psychosis, until there was one particular doctor um, who came in and he'd been the most experienced there, had been doing it for like 40 plus years. And we sat down and we started talking. It was the first time someone treated me like a human being. And he said, look, Brett, I've only ever seen this one other time in my whole career, but it's what's called a transient phenomena. And I was like, well, that sounds like a pretty cool label. I'll yep. roll with that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's a lot better, yep. <laughs> and so um, after I, you know, got out and for a year, I was literally, um, you know, on these medications. They told me I'd be on them for the rest of my life for at least two years. And I was sleeping 16 hours a day and I was in a deep, dark hole, you know, isolating myself in my room, just sleeping most of the day. And I started thinking like, I need to pull myself out of this. Otherwise, I'm going down, you know, a very, very dark path. And that's when I just started running and, and, and going down in the park and doing push-ups and things like that. And I started to wean myself off um, over time. And uh, so that ultimately what led me to then want to understand the brain, the body, you know, the mind, how everything works. And so my message that all life, you... Bronwyn are a phenomenon. The fact that you're even here right now on this planet, beaming with life, right? The chances of you showing up, you know, we all, we all basically come from a sperm and an egg. Yep. The fact that we showed up and we're here and we get to be a human being is a phenomena. And we forget that. We, we believe that we're in this, this uh, you, you know, this uh, world and evolution is, is this random kind of meaningless, you know, event but we forget how phenomenal we all are and that life is transient. You know, it's here, we're here for a flash. We're here for like, uh, you know, like a lightning bolt in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and so that's my message is to remind people of who they truly are, yes. you know, and that we all came here for a purpose, for a reason, but we've, in our world, we live in this kind of paradigm as scientific materialism. If we can't see it, it doesn't exist. You know, so we're kind of caught up in this materialistic reality when there's so much more to life than that. And if we start to look at quantum physics, that confirms that as well. And um, yeah, and so for me, it's like I've had these experiences where I got to see, uh, you know, I got to see beyond the veil, beyond okay. the illusion. You know what I mean? And so I want to help people do that through the processes that I that I teach in my um, that I teach in my mastermind. And by sharing these experiences um, with other people as well. Nice. So we will be back after this to find out about the fires and COVID. We are live here on Business Shakers where we are discovering your purpose with Brett Debreskovic. Great job. <laughs> I've said that a few times. Okay. So, Brett, going into COVID and the fires, how did COVID knock you off your perch. And I, I'm going to say knock you off your perch because it knocked everybody off their perch. Yeah. Um, so how did that affect your business? So at that stage, uh, the first lockdown, which was start of last year, I was, um, I'd just come out of working on the mines actually, um, did a stint up there because I was you know, feeling a bit lost and I had the summer off and then that was when the first one hit. Yep. And 
I literally just rode that out and then um, that was when me and my um, uh, a good good friend of mine, um, he was like, man, do you want to come and help me set up this 20-bedroom retreat center in Gijiganup? 52 acres, going to make, you know, uh, make a, you know, f- uh, food forest, edible, you know, edible garden. Like, do you want, and I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, this is a great opportunity. Yeah, yep. so I was like, so me and him, um, you know, we started setting that up and then, and he'd been there a little bit longer as well, you know, just getting everything set up as well. So I came on board, he invited me to come on board because we had a really good connection and trusted each other. And so we spent from oh, all, all of last year pretty much setting it up until the start of this year, we launched our first ever event yep. and it was a free event to yep. get everyone there and we got um, videographers and people, you know, taking f- pictures and uh, so that we could, uh, you know, promote it and put it on the website and we just come up with the name Alchemy Wellness Retreat and everything was raw and ready to go. The next week... There was the, the most fires. previous lockdown. No, oh, the next lockdown. Okay, yeah, yep. the, the one that just came at the start of the year. Um, you know, end of was it end of? February, yeah, start yep. of Feb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And so that um, at this stage, we were really, really like getting everything into motion. I was writing up my talks, my events, um, my retreats, and planning out the whole year. And so I'm sitting in the. Um, in the dining hall and our friends there and she's like oh my god we're going into another lockdown and we're like what and literally just found out about it they left and i was in the kitchen working on my laptop and it was just constantly in my mind I'm like how are we going to do this like this is an in-person business like this is something that we need people to be and so i closed i knew it was i couldn't work with it in my mind so i closed my laptop and i literally wrote at the top of my page how is this a benefit to me? Yep. And I answered that question about 60 times. And as soon as I did, um, that actually restructures the whole brain. You, you physiologically change your brain. You start to create new neural pathways. You start to uh, create positive associations that, that um, and balance out the negative associations. So it is sounds, sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but what other choice do we have in that situation? We need to continue to complain about, oh, this is hard, this is stuff, like, you know, or you can actually look at how it is a benefit. And as I sat there, that's when I started to go, okay, this is an opportunity where we can start to put our stuff out there online. We can start reaching larger audience. It's building resilience. It's building creativity. It's making us more adaptable. It's th- thinking outside of the box. It's building my strength of character. You know, all these things I started to become aware of and I just kept moving forward. And so I was like, all right, it was only meant to be a week, so we'll just roll with that, you know. And um, then the following week, we was a Monday, and we had at, uh, a meeting at one thirty to do our a calendar meeting to plan out our whole calendars for the year. Yep. And I'm sitting in the office and, you know, working away at the laptop, and there's a little bit of smoke about 10 o'clock in, in the morning. So we see a little bit of smoke. We're like, oh, that's weird. Someone's burning off over the hill in the middle of summer that doesn't seem right yeah but we'll keep an eye on it so i go back into the office and then probably about two two hours later about 12 o'clock i look out there i pull back the blind and look out the window to have a check and it's like thick smoke and my heart starts racing i'm like holy shit 
like something's going down. And so I looked up on the fire emergency uh, website and it was like our street was in the red zone. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing in hindsight, but at the time I was absolutely petrified. So I I just felt like all right, some part of me was like, I've got to call the number just to confirm. I don't know why, but I was like, I just go confirm. And I called the number. And it's like an automated voice machine. It's like, hello, uh, if you want to find if, if there's a fire in your area, please press one. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so I pressed the, you know, follow the prompts. And it's like, if you're on Mayo Road, which is where our um, retreat center was located, it was our street, um, you need to evacuate immediately or take cover uh, if it's too dangerous to do so. Okay. So in that moment, I had to make a choice. I had to make a decision. And I knew that, you know, if I didn't make a choice then and there, like who knows what was going to happen. So I went to my room. I grabbed a handful of books and notepads and my laptop, my guitar, jumped in my car and left. Yep. We left the retreat center. And um, yeah, that was a very testing uh, you know, very challenging experience, but also looking back now is like asking those same questions. Like, how is this helping me? What is the lesson? What is the blessing? That is one of the most powerful things you can do is ask yourself those types of questions because it lights up the, the frontal cortex of the brain. It takes the, um, the glucose and the energy um, and the blood flow from the amygdala, which is the hind brain the animal brain, which is caught in uh, fight or flight, right? And it starts to bring the uh, glucose, blood and oxygen to the forebrain, which is where creative thinking, strategic thinking, uh, reasoning, uh, logic, like all these things start to come online and you start to have objectivity as opposed to being subjective and caught up in your emotional states. So I sat down and, you know, asked myself that question again and that was where um, uh, Discover Your Purpose was birthed after the bushfires and uh, yeah, I was like, let's keep going. Let's keep moving. Let's focus on the mission. Let's focus on serving. Let's focus on, you know, moving forwards. So discover your purpose is now online. Yes. So no website, which is fine, but you are available on what, where, where, where we can, well, where can we find you? <laughs> so jump on my Instagram. It's Brett, B-R-E-T-T, Debray, D-O-B-R-E. Um, there's a link there to uh, uh, a Bitly link. So I'm not sure if businesses are, any businesses are familiar with Bitly link. Um, basically, um, it's a really cool resource where you can kind of have your own, um, you can create your own tag or your own link, but it just has Bitly at the front. Okay. Yeah. So that's just where I'm at at this stage. Website coming soon. All right. So just quickly, the mindset that you've had to have to move forward. I know you said write it down, but what mindset have you had to have to overcome everything that's just been thrown in your way one after the other? Just trust the process. That trust that you're, you wouldn't be led to an experience you weren't meant to have. You know, your higher self wouldn't take you to somewhere that you were not meant to experience in your life. And just trusting in that that you're exactly where you need to be. You're in exactly the perfect position. And, you know, most people already know this. They look back at five years. Oh, I remember when, you know, they were heartbroken, someone left them and broke up with them. And they're all, you know, absolutely shattered by it. But then five years, they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad that happened. It gave me this, 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 and this. But, that you know, we have a choice from how long that we get that. It could take a year. It could take five years. But if you sit down 
and you literally write out that, you know, write out how is this a benefit? How is this serving me? What's the blessing here? How's this helping me grow? You can get the, you can get the blessing instantly. And that, you know, I've done that with multiple areas of my life, whether it's through a breakup, whether it's through challenges in business. Um, you know, I still do it when I'm feeling challenged and I can't seem to focus because my mind's thinking about, you know, this thing over here. And so just by having that tool, uh, you know, it brings us back into balance, bring us back into homeostasis. We can, you know, get back to our purpose and our mission. So if you want to know more about Brett and discovering your purpose, so it's Brett De- 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 I'm going to say this, Depresskovic. Woo! <laughs> uh, we will have more information on our Facebook page at DRN1 Live. Give us a thumbs up, Brett. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Bronwyn. Appreciate uh, and it. sharing your story with us because it is very enlightening and it will definitely help some businesses who are actually on the same sort of mindset path. Um, also, if you want some more information about our show, definitely find us on Sundays at 2 o'clock. I would love your feedback here. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Thumbs up on Facebook at DRN1 Live. And thank you for joining us on Business Shakers, where we will shake the BS of business that no one tells you about. So stay dedicated because great things take time. Mm-hmm.